We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, but today doesn't feel that way. We are divided in more ways than one, and the media and the powers that be all have their own agenda. The people of this great nation no longer care about the truth, they only care about the side they are on. At Poor360, I am trying to change that, by bringing you the facts and history so we can all learn something and make our own decisions. Tune in every Tuesday to be a part of that journey. What on earth is that? It's a Journey into Comics Network production! Tell me something, my friend. You ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? What? I always ask that of all my prey. I just like the sound of it. Brought to you by the power of the Journey into Comics Network. This is the Journey into Comics Podcast. The show that's 100% dedicated to everything nerd. With your hosts, the Podfather, Nate Phillips, the Podmaster, Brandon Stone, and the Journey into Comics Network stepdad, Tyler McLaughlin. Time to make the Jimmy Chunks. Hey! Excellent! Finally. What did you do? And here we go. Can somebody tell me what kind of a world we live in where a man dressed up as a bat gets all of my press? This town needs an enema. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode of Journey into Comics. It's not really Pi Day here, but it is Journey into Comics 314. I am your host, Nate, and back with me, baby, if you will, is the indelible, the incredible edible Brando. How's it going, my friend? It's bright and early. We're hitting the hitting the road. A. We're hitting the road a little early today. We got some we got some podcastage to do We're treading big water today brando we are we are indeed and uh we are here once again without our uh third musketeer uh tyler so he's gonna be out for a little while he's got a new addition coming to his family i know what that's about a little bit um he's gonna be uh You've played this dance before actually. i have i played it just last year around you know uh, their second baby due date was around the same time as our due date but it seems Which is like very interesting yeah uh but seems like they're uh, she's gonna be coming a little early which is interesting because I got two boys, and now he's got two girls. Yeah, two girls. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. funny. And I want to say they're each about. Uh, I think Ruby might be about a year or a year and a half younger than my oldest, and this one will be about a year younger. So it's it's, it's kind of interesting. But um, yeah, the two uh, I got two kids. Tyler's gonna have two kids. So you know, so you know what that means, Nate. Not happening, motherfucker. <laughs> End of story, bro. You got to join the club, man. It's a very exclusive elite club known as uh, receding. The two timers. Uh, it, it's, it's called receding hairline. It's called uh, uh, less sleep. It's called less time to do what you want to do because you feel guilty when you were like get home. Like I got to go do this because it's my fun stuff. And I'm like, and my kids are like, you got a podcast again. I'm like, don't say it like that. <laughs> I think at this point, introducing Ollie to a very, very infantile child uh, as a new creation mm-hmm. would literally destroy him because he's seven and he's becoming no offense to him as a as a growing young boy, but he's like kind of becoming possessive of things and people. Sure. 
you know, oh, grandma's my grandma and this is my mommy, you know, like holding on tight. So I'm afraid that if anything like that were to happen, you know, God forbid or whatever, like, I don't know how he would handle it. And I think that's what's really the biggest, the biggest factor. Well, um, you know, it's interesting because my oldest loves his little brother. He also doesn't always understand when to stop. Oh, yeah. And so he doesn't realize that the little one is um, less malleable than he is, you know? Well, what really drives him on and eggs him on is that the little one will laugh. And he's like, oh, I can keep going. Oh. And he'll laugh more. I can keep going. And then he's like, ow, that hurt. And now, what does the baby do? It's not just, ow, hey, it's cry. And then, whether or not he meant to do it or not, the real issue that we're having, uh, at the age that my oldest has reached, and this is journey into parenting, I guess. Um, yeah. Um, we're stuck reached... in dad mode from yesterday. Miranda. Yes, exactly. It's, just, it's carrying over. We'll talk Absolutely. about it. Yeah, yeah. We're definitely going to talk about yesterday. But he's reached the age where he's figured out lying in truth. So he That's lies about everything, including things that would incriminate himself. <laughs> things that he doesn't do. He, like, puts himself on the line for stuff that wasn't his fault? Yes. Like, oh, the mower is in the street for some reason. Yeah, that was me. I'm sorry. Yes, I mean. We're not even in the fucking garage. What are you talking about? Well, <laughs> you can't even open that door. So the, so, so our front room, and you've been to our house, was the the kid room, the playroom. Yep. And, uh, well, we moved that. That's now the office, and the playroom is now the big open area and the, and the living room, and we've done that so we can keep a better eye on them because they would be in there. Baby would start crying, and you're we're, we're just like, what happened? And then Wyatt will say five different things about what happened. Like, he'll say the first one, he hit his head. No, he didn't. <laughs> he were nowhere near. He hit his head on the toy box. He wasn't anywhere near the toy box. What happened? He fell. No, he didn't. I was sitting right here. I didn't see what happened, but I didn't hear anybody fall. What happened? He just makes shit up. So then it's like, when something does happen that's bad, and like, is he really? And, he, and then he admits to doing something. Did he really do it? And then you end up punishing him for it because there was an issue where my little one got his fingers crushed by the toy oh box lid. Oh my god! And it was a curdling scream. Oh, is it like a wood toy box? Mm-hmm. Oh man, those are vicious. Those right, were I right. Mean, yeah, like, right in the fuck, like in the in the hinge. Well, my oldest said that he did it, so I punished him pretty badly. I'm like, you don't do that. Well, about two weeks later, Owen did it to himself. He admitted he, it later? No, no. My, my little one's a year old. He can't speak. No, no. No, I meant that Wyatt admitted it to you guys. The Wyatt admitted it that he did it right then and there. I said, what happened? He goes, I crushed his fingers in the toy box. And I said, why did you do that? He goes, because I did. That's what he says a lot. Is like because I did, because he doesn't have an actual answer for a mm-hmm. reason. He's just acting because he's still little and doesn't fully. But yeah. two weeks later, Owen put his hand around the same spot and he closed it on himself and then did the same thing. Ah! And I'm just like, I saw that one happen because we because we moved stuff. Yeah. Was the other one the exact same thing? And I got mad at my oldest one and blamed him for it. And he's like, "Yep, I did it. Maybe." And that's that could parenting, though. Yes, and so um, that's your know, parenting is tough because you got 
I felt really bad about that because then it's like you don't know like what is true and what's not. So th- especially in that moment, you have to teach Wyatt not to act that way if he in fact acted on that impulse, which you learn later he didn't, and you're like, oh, that's even crazier. Well, if he did or did not, uh, I, he, he, hopefully he realizes don't do that. But uh, anyway, that's where we're at with him. We're, we're, we're in this delicate situation where you ask him anything, you'll get seven different answers. Um, he's also in the watch me phase. Watch me do this. this and he's watch literally this, just Bob. like throwing himself on the floor. <laughs> Kids are awesome. Um, it's really funny, though, that you mentioned the whole, like, don't feel bad about accidentally possibly punishing him for something he might not have done because my parents punished me for something they knew for a fact I didn't do, and they didn't apologize for shit, bro. I was, like, five years old, probably. I was right around kindergarten time or whatever, mm-hmm. and I woke up one morning to yelling, and my dad freaking out, and I'm like, uh-oh, you know, what's going on? And he's like, I can't believe you climbed on the fucking counter, and you got into the fucking food coloring and poured it all over the thing and i have no idea what he's talking about i don't even know what it looks like and i walk in the kitchen and my mom cleaning it up or whatever and i literally i'm like i didn't do this and he thinks i'm lying so he spanked me you know taught me my lesson and then like a day and a half later my little three-year-old or two-year-old sister at the time she admitted it was her and then it was like uh but my dad still never apologized. <laughs> so didn't sell. You it. did a better job as long as you like apologize to Wyatt or be like, "Hey, man, no. it might have been in the wrong." You know, whatever. Anytime, and and, and it, some people might say that it devalues your role as an authoritarian, as a as a parent. When I'm wrong, I apologize. Shows them that it's a good thing to apologize when you know you've done something wrong or are in the wrong. Because yes, that's the precedent exactly. Uh, so yeah, no, that's where we're at. Uh, it's tough. It's rough. Um, uh, you know, we, we uh, definitely send our congratulations to our buddy T Y on his newest addition to the family. Hell yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, we, 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 you and me got to go over there and, uh, and, and, and hang with him and, uh, and Dick Tyner and, uh, and Nick Maxson and Dave Linder and, uh, uh, I'm trying to remember the other guy's names. Travis is one of them. And, Travis, and, Travis Wilson, and Andy Dietrich. And, and, and Andy, yep. good dudes. Absolutely, it was um. So to listen, it's 2020, and up until when this message went out, I had no fucking clue at all what any of this was. I got the message. Tyler's like, "Hey guys, we're gonna have a little diaper party," and I'm like, "What the fuck is that?" At like 2020, that might mean totally different things to some people. <laughs> what are we talking about here, man? You know, and he's like, so then the explanation comes through. It's like, you know, everybody just bring like a box of diapers and celebration. And we got this kid coming on. We're all going to have a little gathering. You know, it's nothing crazy. We're going to try to keep it all outside, obviously being Corona mindful. I think we all did a pretty good job of not being on top of each other, mm-hmm. you know, and whatnot and keeping ourselves kind of in our own circles or whatnot. But. The whole entire event, Brandon, I don't know what your perspective was. For me, it was a very nice release. It was a lot of fun. I haven't seen a lot of those guys. I think you and Buckles are the only two people I've seen since shutdown of all this. If if my Mm -hmm. memory serves me correct. You came up for shutdown in July. Yeah. Buckles came up at the end of July, and that's been it. So, I mean, for the most part, I've been pretty um, quarantined away from human life, which is, it's different, you know? No, no. uh, I definitely needed something like yesterday. It was cool, sure. relaxed. It wasn't uh it was a it was a dad party. 
but it wasn't. It really was. But it was the definitely a nerdy dad party. It wasn't like the, you know, what I assumed going to parties would be like as far as like being an adult, like a lot of adult beverages. And there were some there, but it was more just us sitting down. Uh, like we ate some some badass hot dogs and some kick-ass coleslaw. Um, oh, yes. Some of the best slaw in the world right there. And, uh, yeah, no, we uh, played some rounds. I know you did of the of uh, putter, putter, whatever it is. Putter ball, putter yeah. Ball. It yeah. Was, uh, I just played the one game against Dick, which was really competitive and fun and really terrible because it was not level at all, so it didn't make the game really that fair. If you And, I, and I, Dave is the only person that won from that side me and Nick lost because it was like kind of like the harder angle to shoot from or whatever but it was a blast that game is a lot of fun it was one of those things like I was telling the girls about it I'm like I really want to get this game like it's something that I would like to have around the house because Ollie and I could play that for hours mm-hmm. literally just pop, 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 pop. It, it would be so much fun and it was already fun watching everybody else playing like the close shots and all that so I loved that and then we moved on and, and obviously we ate the food, but we moved down to transitioning from the putter ball into, and this was honestly, it kind of stole the show for me yesterday was the WWE Royal rumble card game. Yeah. I am in love with that game. It was cool. It really was. It was really, and not only was it cool, it was really fun to play easy to get the hang of once we were in it, you know, like the first round was kind of like, Oh, clunky. What are we doing exactly? But once you got it, it was like, bam, 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 bam. Well, thank, uh, well, thankfully, we you know, we had an expert in in Dave Linder to help guide us through, and even he you know, he was he had to, he had to consult the rule book uh, because it was pretty new to him as well. I think he'd only ever played it once before, but that helps when you have somebody who's kind of played it once or got the hang of it to help us kind of go along. And once we got into it, it was real fun, and we and we were cracking jokes and having lots of fun with it. You were doing your dusty impression, which got over really well. <laughs> uh, it was really funny too. I want to mention how Tyler at some point was like, "Is anybody Booker T?" Yeah. At the point nobody was Booker T, and then I got eliminated, and the next dude I got was Booker, and that's who I finished the game with. Um, almost me and you went head to head. That was close. Yeah, man. I, I, it's interesting because after you're eliminated and have no other guys, if you still have a t- attack cards left, you can still attack people. It's really weird because that's kind of how you won. Um. Or, or, or at least that's how you won in that round, or that's how you got def- eliminated. My bad. Not you didn't win. I know what you meant. I won. You won, uh, bro. You're the champion. But no, like uh, because of that, you were able to like all your hit points were depleted, and uh, and I ended up winning. But no, it, it, it was a lot of fun, and uh, it, it would be really cool uh, to really sit down and play that again, especially. Like with four people, there's only so many uh, legends that are put out for you to be. Because like like a Royal Rumble, if you don't know what that is, when somebody's eliminated, uh, or like you know, like other people cycle in, and so when you're gone and you're eliminated and you're out, well, you play until they're all the other legends on the deck are are gone. So you just pick another guy, and then you kind of go playing as him, and then you're trying to set you know set up some stuff. So the last one standing overall is the winner, and then I guess. It, you look at who had the most eliminations or whatever and you know whatnot, but it was really fun. I would love to modify that game. Like if we had the intent to play it on a podcast, mm-hmm. I would modify it to where <clears throat> we would literally just put 30 guys in and play yeah. till with only one dude and, and continuously reshuffle and recycle the, the attack, attack cards, cards and all yeah. that stuff. And then maybe like 
at round 15 if you're still like the first guy you have and you have no special move we can like make some sort of house rule to get your special move back or whatever sure, i don't yeah. fucking know yeah but it was so much fun that it got my brain thinking in that manner like man it would just be because there's so many natural like funny conversations that were happening from us playing that game talking about wrestling different things you know actual like feuds popped up onto the board we had jake and rude on the board at yeah. the same time which yeah. is awesome yeah there because was a dream match that could have happened oh man it was well um because the house rule it's like whoever has the highest speed on their attack card gets to go first and a lot of us would have the same speed so we'd have to try and figure out if, usually the title holder would go first but if the title holder had a lower attack and then like so it's between the two and we, and we were just kind of like it's, we just kind of made house rules about who would go first and we were debating as, as to who has the who's the more ravishing or like i kissed your wife or you know like rick because rick rude did kiss jake's wife in that feud so i was like well yeah. shit i mean how do you beat that right <laughs> wins trump card <laughs> you can't say trump card either you gotta it's like yeah that's a different a, card kind of a dirty word now isn't it yeah, um, it's like ah. Speaking of speaking of uh, uh, big bull faced idiots, um, I thought you were gonna say dirty words. I was like, ooh, this is gonna get interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where are we going? Um, <laughs> but um, TikTok is not getting banned now. They unbanified it. Well, it's still pending. So, uh, our you know you know the Fuhrer. Uh, he signed a like an executive order, uh, basically uh, banning TikTok in the U.S. due to security concerns with how China handled our our data. N- not to mention a lot of people who have not everybody, but a lot of people ha- actually have VPNs anyway. Uh, but I digress. Okay, so that was going to go into effect today, September twentieth. Wow. Uh, unless TikTok sold their U.S. operations to an uh, to an American-based company, and Microsoft made a bid, and at long and for a long time it was it, it was thought that Microsoft was going to get it, and then um, whoever owns TikTok, I can't remember the name of the company, uh, Byte Dance or yeah, Byte Dance, they turned down that offer and went with another company called Oracle, who actually has ties to some to some manner. I I I, I don't remember offhand. To Jared Kushner, and, and yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and and so now the deal is fine. TikTok's going to stay, but it has to also pass the 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 uh, Chinese government approval. Um, so yeah, that's where it's we're my at. icky face because I'm just like uh, I don't know. So now because of all this, now this kind of came right after it was revealed that TikTok played a role. And trolling the president at his first big rally uh, after the coronavirus outbreak in Oklahoma, where they they thought a million people were were, were going to show up, and literally it was like six thousand. Anyway, Oof. again, not to sit here and talk about politics or anything like that, but now uh, nothing's for sure yet. But the, but then again, the whole TikTok thing was just a throwaway comment he made on his plane once, and then it happened. Now the president says he's going to be looking into uh, Riot League Games, of Legends, yeah, who, who uh, makes League of Legends and owns forty percent of Epic Games, which makes Fortnite. So just imagine this, fellas and kids. 
if it could happen, it could go down to the wire because we literally went to the day before TikTok was going to be pulled from the app stores where you couldn't download it anymore. Imagine if you could no longer download or play. What do they block the servers? Fortnite. Do you know what's interesting, though, I will say in that, Brando? I feel like, um, and I know that obviously he has strong pull because he's the president and has all this executive power and bullshit, but this is going to tie back into everything that we're about on this show because Disney has some stake in Fortnite right now. They have a deal with Epic. I don't know if you know this, but Mm -hmm. their next season is something Wars. I don't remember what it's called exactly, but it's going to be where there are a ton of Avenger characters playable in Fortnite. And this is not the first time they've crossed over. They had Thanos in and they've done other things with it, obviously. But and Deadpool, I think, also made an appearance. But uh, Star Wars, they did a big Star Wars thing, too. So think about it. Is Disney going to just roll over? They What they'll probably do, if they see some shit like that happening, Disney will just swoop in and buy Epic. Fuck it. That'd be crazy. Epic? And protect them? I mean, literally. Dude, That uh, okay, so the sheer I mean, amount of price it would take to buy Epic right now? I know they're a very valuable company, but oh you know that God. Disney has it. And you know they what do. would that do for them? That's another avenue that they officially are a channel where they can put their people in Epic. And not to say Epic is bad. Epic is very great in all that they do. I don't want to no, no disrespect to what they're doing. But what I'm saying is every time Disney gets their hands on something, they tune that machine just a pinch better. And imagine that opportunity to now have an in-house video game company that you can make Marvel games or Disney games or or Star Wars games. Well, or- and, and see, they did, and then uh, and, and and they restarted it at LucasArts. So he because they shut LucasArts down, and then they've kind of restarted it a bit. But the thing is, is that they have a longstanding partnership with EA to do Star Wars stuff, and yeah, we're, and it's we're true. they do have deals, and they're and, and we're getting that this year with uh with uh, Squadrons, Star Wars Squadrons, and. Bioware submitted a couple years ago, hey, we want to do uh, a Kotar 3, and EA said no. To which I kind of, you know what? For all the things I should be rabbling in the streets about. <laughs> no third Kotar is one No third Kotar. <laughs> People are like, oh, cool, you're here to support. Like, I'm the guy with the Kotar 3 side. They're like, what the fuck? <laughs> I actually would love to see that. Just for one picture alone, like, oh, there's a protest happening in Frankfurt. I'm going to go with this sign and throw everybody off <laughs> just to get the picture and put it online because it would go viral. You know it. I know. You're like, holy shit, that dude has got something right there. I don't, I don't fires, know if he's going to change. Fires are being set across the country due to Kotar. It, like, it would overtake the, the headlines. And, it like, people are like, you totally ruined our message for what we were trying to get done. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I just wanted Kotar 3. And then the media ran with it. I, and then Bioware's, look, we'll make it. Jeez. I'm like, just don't suck. <laughs> so we saw focus into games for a second, Brando. I do need to mention I beat the Avengers game. Oh, yeah? What'd you think? I loved it. I think it's a lot of fun. I'm going to just say it again. Uh my style of play as I've evolved further into the game has changed again. I know that the first time I was on here, I was like, oh, you should just go back and like keep playing as different people because it matters. And I don't really think it does. I just don't think I understood all the mechanics of how the game worked. And now I'm to the point where I can grab any character. I walk into a level. I know I'm lower level than I should be. I know the things to do to build my level so mm-hmm. I can level grind these different characters really fast. And then I learn new things like 
and maybe you can correct me. I heard a rumor. Maybe you can use the interwebs to find it. And I know that we're on journey into comics, not game addicts, but again, tying to the Avengers tying to Marvel and whatnot. Apparently every new character that's going to be available for this game through the lifespan of Avengers is free because they're apparently making money on the credits and all that other stuff. And the, 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 like they they might have stories, but the, just the characters themselves will be introduced in the game month by month freely. The, apparently next month is supposedly uh, Kate Bishop. The following month is Hawkeye in December, either Spider-Man or Black Panther. We'll get Black Panther or Spider-Man in January, uh, Captain Marvel in February. And then there's one more I cannot for the life of me remember was announced uh, was going to be joining. Um, but that was what I heard. So if there's any clarification on that, that would be splendid. Yeah, there's going to be free characters. But I don't know if all of them will be. Okay. Sure. Like. And that's fine. Let me tell you, if there are certain characters that are behind a paywall, if they're characters I really like, mm-hmm. probably going to go for it. Like If they say, hey, by the way, we didn't talk about X-Men at all. We haven't brought them up. But we're going to put Wolverine in this game, and it's 10 bucks, and you get a special level for Wolverine. It's a bunch of cool gear for him, and then all his gear will be throughout the rest of the game. I'm there easily, you know? Or it's like an X-Men pack where you get Wolverine and Cyclops and uh, fucking Jean Grey. I don't know. I'm, I'm there for it. But uh, I like this game quite a bit if you are into that. Like, uh, I don't even know what you'd call it. You just It's a lot of like just waves of bosses. It's very similar to like a Gears of War where you just play waves and waves of horde, you know, horde yeah. mode essentially. Um, but then there, every level has different things you're doing in different tasks which makes it fun custom different gear you can get there are some clunky things that they still haven't fixed and they're working on new updates that's one thing i really appreciate about the people uh what is it crystal dynamics i think that made this game uh they're really listening to the fans they have their own reddit thread where they're saying every day listen any problem you have either take a video send a picture just tell us about it in text let us know what's happening in the game we need to fix it we want this game to be flawless this game is going to be obviously, and this is something that needs to be talked about. At some point, this game will be transferred over and be a PS5 game as well. Yeah, uh, it is moving to the next gen. Yeah, and uh, so the new Spider-Man game is also going to be on PS4. Did you know that, Miles Morales? Really, they're going to keep it on PS4. It's going to be on Ooh. both. And okay. uh, yeah, so. Um, so there's that, and uh, as well as the New Horizon Zero Dawn game or uh, Wild Frontier, whatever they're calling it, that one's going to be on PS4 as well. So originally they said PS5 only. Now they're kind of walking that back a little bit. From what I understand, for those games, at least those two games, maybe there's other ones too, um, Sony said that if you buy the PS4 game and then you get a PS5, when you put it in the PS5, it will automatically upgrade it to the PS5 version. Wow. It'll just use the disk code and mm-hmm. actually probably pull from their library internet file to yeah, update. Well, instead of just running it data. or yeah, instead of downloading the PS4 version and running it on emulation uh like they're going to do um for a lot of the games, it'll automatically well, 
this is a Miles Morales PS4 copy, PS5 copy. Um, now, for other games, like Cyberpunk that's coming out like a week after the launch of the PS5, soon after, like sometime in the next year, they said, if you buy this on PS4, you're going to get a massive update patch to make it the PS5 version. Wow, that's amazing. For free. That's awesome. Look at them doing things right and making people excited for this. Yeah, I mean, no. that, CD that Project changes. Red is one of the best game companies. They are very uh, customer friendly. They want their shit to be good and they want people to enjoy it. And uh, they've made a lot of free updates to The Witcher. Uh, you know, they did do DLC for The Witcher, but it, all their DLC was massive. Like, uh, me and well, me and Tyler were talking yesterday inside at his little shindig because he borrowed Resident Evil Three from me, and so that I, and, I, and I told him that because he was going to buy it, and I'm like, you know, what, buddy, I'll just let you borrow it because it is a bit short. Uh, Resident Evil Three was only about six and a half hours long uh, for the main thing. It did ship with the online game thing that they did, so you if you play that too, you get more out of it. But the original RE3 on the PS1 was a bit short as well, and it was always kind of intended to be. Uh, so people were critical of RE3 being sold at $60 for being short. And then, you know, and I said, well, and he said, maybe it should have just been DLC for the 2 remake. And I'm like, it's a bit longer than that. It's more of, ex more of an expansion size thing. Should have uh, been like a $30 loss slay type. Well, game. maybe that if they didn't put all that work into the online game. Which is why oh. they you know they bundled it together, and then he mentioned that uh, Witcher Three Blood and Wine was like thirty hours of content. You know, it's like so CD Projekt Red. You know about it. They are about it, and uh, you know I'm going to talk more about the PS5 stuff uh, on this week's Game Addicts that I'm probably going to record soon, and uh, so. Yeah, dude, there's a, and there's a lot, you know, to talk mm -hmm. about uh, from that whole uh, event that Sony did. There's there's almost too, there's literally too much to cover on today's show here. No, so. no, no, no. That's, that's why I said I'm, I had planned to do it uh, before today, and I haven't got to it yet. So I'm going to do it uh, beginning of next week. It doesn't look like it's going to be tomorrow because I got another show to do tomorrow. <laughs> The never-ending cycle of pods, my friend. Mm -hmm. uh, I will say, Brando, just to quickly touch on a couple little more Marvel things because we've only got a couple headlines today. We had a couple casting announcements. They're both pretty, pretty big information like overload here because Jonathan Majors, and this was the one that just like sh shot everybody out of the cannon with excitement. They announced Jonathan Majors casting a major MCU role, and they, they were kind of being elusive for a minute. And then it was Jonathan Majors casting a major MCU role in Ant-Man 3 specifically. Ears perk up a little bit more. And then it was Jonathan Majors cast as Kang the Conqueror in Ant-Man 3, and you're like full nerd boner 3000. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of implications of that. I've been calling it on the show for months and months and months since the end of Endgame, I said, the next villain we're getting that's going to really set the tone for what the MCU is, is Kang the Conqueror because the Avengers and Thanos all fucked with time. And he is the guy that's like, hey, I am Kang the Conqueror. Don't fuck with time. Now, I've said it. I've talked about it on the show. There's several versions of Kang. 
that exist. There's an ancient version. There's a kid version. There's a future version. There's a there, variations through all of time and space because he's kind of omnipresent and that what what makes him a really dangerous villain and and not something i think is going to easily be stopped it also allows for jonathan majors to really flex he's going to be able to play multiple variations of himself or they're going to be able to cast him in a couple really really tight versions of kang and then give the lighter roles the you know uh, Iron Lad or whatever to, to younger characters who actually make sense to play those roles and can be influenced by Jonathan Majors and how he portrayed Kang. Um, that is big, exciting. Obviously, that means we can have the Fantastic Four be very quickly, easily brought in right in Ant-Man 3, which would be an amazing, cool um, launching point for them, I think. Not expected. Some people said maybe it should be Spider-Man. Maybe it should be at the tail end of another Avengers movie. Maybe they should just get their own movie out the gate. I love that if if this is happening, how I think it's going to happen, we're probably going to see the Fantastic Four appear maybe in a post-credit or at the very tail end of Ant-Man 3, which is going to really set the precedent for this next phase that we're in. Now, to talk on the other side of it, uh, I will say really, really quickly, WandaVision is still scheduled to be out really soon. Like in the next couple months, we're getting WandaVision. Like December was that the original intent? And they didn't change that. They just released a 2020 like uh, sizzle reel. Disney did for Disney Plus. And it was all the stuff coming in 2020. Obviously, this is just after the announcement of the Mandalorian season two trailer, which we're going to get into here Mm -hmm. in a second. But uh, as far as that sizzle reel, WandaVision is still on there, meaning it looks like they're going to go through with it. And I do know they also just started filming again for WandaVision and of limited uh, capacity, obviously because of coronavirus, they've got to keep to the guidelines and all that, which is, you know, important, but it's a big, big end of 2020 coming in the world of Disney plus. Now uh, that being said, Disney plus had another major casting as uh, Tatiana Maslany mm-hmm. has been cast as she Hulk uh, and uh, that's amazing. Jennifer Walters, She-Hulk, she's the cousin of Bruce Banner. There's been some talk and rumor that, uh, you know, we'll get Ruffalo in at least an episode or maybe two. Uh, but I am really excited for this casting just because we we, we know we're going to have a She-Hulk officially. They're not going to, like, back off and say, well, we were going to do it, but we've changed our plans, you know, because even though as with Marvel – for the most part, when they've said something is going to be true with the exception of the Inhumans, it's been true because I don't know who was in like the board meeting with Feige and was maybe smoking a doobie or something. It was like, <laughs> hey, you know, it'd be better than a fucking Inhumans movie where we can get like a couple billion dollar budget. Let's just make it a fucking shitty TV show for twenty thousand dollars and use very limited CGI in a world where we need CGI because they're fucking inhumans and they have crazy powers what are you thinking it's so terrible um but yeah i'm jazzed for these castings that's all i have for that brando but before we get out of here let's quickly talk about that amazing mandalorian season two trailer what did you think i liked it um i liked the little hint the little uh sprinkle of who the baby, the the child that that he belongs with the Jedi's, but but I liked how the, how they were referred to the old sorcerers that fought Mandalore the Great. Cool stuff. Sasha oh, Banks, man. 
Yeah, she might be Sabine, apparently, the Jedi Mandalorian crossover character from, um, was that Clone Wars, I think she was a part of? Somebody might have to correct me that. I think that's where Sabine came from. But uh, yeah, this this trailer was on fire. It got me pumped. Ollie and I watched it. He immediately flips to me and looks and he goes, we need to start season one right now so we can have ourselves fresh for when the new season comes out. I was like, you get it, kid. You know what's going on. Like, that's what's up. So we're going to, at some point soon here, start dropping back into the first season of Mandalorian and uh, getting it, getting it, getting it. Brando, well, this has been a, like a short, different kind of fun episode. We're popping in here because we're very busy today with podcasting and we're trying to stay on our schedule. Is there anything else we want to dive into in our very, very tiny short moment here before we leave? Buddy. <laughs> uh, yes, sir. I I don't really have a lot. I mean, there's some news coming out, but but it's been kind of a trickle. It, it, it's been a whirlwind, a kind of a week, whirlwind kind of a year. Let's be honest. Um, yeah, it it, it it's kind of hard because any sort of cool positive news that we hear that they've already said, like some of the casting and stuff that's kind of come out, it's all been overshadowed. Uh, it w- just take a look on Twitter. There is a massive goat trending. That's amazing. That goat was like a Pokemon. Yes, like, it, it's like the like, size of a damn horse. Uh, MySpace is trending due to iOS fourteen. You know, uh, you know, Twitter is a very dangerous and uh, lonely place, but it's also a place of just sheer entertainment value. Absolutely. It is scary, though. Scary. I think it's very odd that we live in a time now where Twitter is a place that uh, if you see a name trending, you mm-hmm. immediately can have a good and or bad feeling within an instant, depending yes. on like, oh, is this person in there later in life or are they younger? You know, like, you know, just to quickly, really quickly touch on the Chadwick Boseman thing again. It's like when he trended, you didn't know what was happening. And then it was just like, man. And then it was like the next week or two weeks later, uh, Chris Evans was trending for a completely different reason. Absolutely. And his uh, his movie mom, uh, who the fuck played his mom? I can't remember. In Knives Out, it was uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, I think, uh, <clears throat> tweeted a, back at him about the like the you know, whatever. And she was mm-hmm. like, you go boy or whatever. That's my son or some shit. Like she was like hyping up the dick pic. <laughs> well, and uh, you saw what Evan said about it. And I guess that's what we'll leave the episode with. Go vote. Because now that I have your attention, November 3rd, go vote. Yeah. We need that hundred million people that didn't vote last time to get a, uh, get their shit together and make an opinion. <clears throat> All right, Brando. Well, and that's going to do it for this week's episode of JIC. I will say quickly, one tiny funny line from the Avengers game. I was playing as Hulk, and he just out of nowhere was like, bad aim. And it just made me think of like Hulk in a urinal missing. <laughs> He's just like pissing all over himself. <laughs> bad aim. Hulk had bad aim. Oh, aim is man. definitely the villains of the game, but it just it just got me. So I'll leave you guys with that. As always, check out the JIC podcast on all the different places. Apple Music, uh, Amazon Podcast or Amazon Music, Spotify, CastBox, TuneIn, many others, iHeartRadio. You know the d- drill. Journey into Comics Network. Search it. 
I think that's going to do it for this week, Brando. This has been Journey into Comics 314. Bad aim. Is Is it bad aim or dad parties? Ooh, maybe it's bad aim at the dad party. (laughs) 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 That's all I got, guys. Okay. For this week's episode of Journey into Comics, I've been Nate. I've been Brando. As always, pop your caps back and fill your brains with shit. Later, guys.